Welcome, welcome, welcome to Inside Hypnotic Owl, that show where we talk about things that happen sometimes. And I'm here, as always, with Heckenstein. How are you doing? Hello, hello, hello. I'm doing fine, as always. I think I need to, to find a new adjective for this question. But, mm. yeah, I'm fine. That's nice. Yeah. What have you been up to recently? We haven't really spoken in two weeks, almost. No, so. uh, but I follow your tweets, um, ah. of course, um, retweeting them to my uh, sprawling following of, <laughs> I don't know, how many bots and a few people. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, no, I've been, um, I've been busy myself. I've been traveling myself, not as far mm -hmm. as you have been, but um, I've been in Nürnberg to Germany's biggest juggling convention. Mm. Yeah, my girlfriend uh, took me there um, yeah. because uh, she's the great juggler. I'm just... Dabbling. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dabbling and juggling. Dabbling and juggling, right. And yeah, it was a pretty awesome 1,101 juggler. Jug juggly. Mm. Whatever. Juggalos. <laughs> Juggal no, that, I think these <laughs> no, are different. different. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, it was, it was really great, as always. Um, the, it was in a huge school, uh -huh. um, like uh, um, gym mostly. They had like, uh, I think, three different gyms. Yeah. Um, because like many people, and we slept in, this, in, the, in the classrooms. And yeah, just so many talented people. It's just crazy what kind of tricks you see. And uh, they usually they do like a, a, a gala show at the end. Oh, mm -hmm. and by the way, the the theme was a juggling league, like a justice league. And they mm -hmm. put like the superhero logos and put like juggling equipment inside so i got a spider-man badge with uh, a, a club for club juggling mm. uh, and f felt um felt the need to to practice three three club juggling um this time around which i kind of like i think i can catch it like up to 10 times now before mm -hmm. they all fall down <laughs> But I was told it was pretty good for, you know, a beginner. Uh, and it's a lot of fun, but my, my fingers hurt. Uh, especially one which always got one of the clubs banging on. Just one finger. Yeah. Uh, weirdly enough. But I guess it pales in comparison what you must have lived through. <laughs> Brought any, any diseases back to Germany? Well, I don't know yet. I hear that malaria takes some time to develop, so gotta see if I get sick in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> um, yeah, where to begin? So, you know, uh, as all of our faithful listeners will know, uh, I was invited to the Game Mixer South Africa. So, yeah, about two weeks ago, I then, uh, you know, went to Frankfurt and from there flew to uh, Johannesburg. And you know, first of all, it was all just, you know, we had a kind of a slow start, you know, to get give us a chance to, you know, catch a breath 
uh, Get Some Sleep, <laughs> which was yeah. in high demand. Um, you know, to kind of meet each other um, a little bit, have a wel welcome dinner, which was very nice. And it was, again, a trip with so many good buffets and lots and lots of drinks. I'm quite sure that I gained at least 20 pounds over the past two weeks. But That's um, good as a poor indie developer. You have to <laughs> Yeah, you have to, to take what you can up. get, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so we, we were put up in quite a nice hotel with with a nice pool and stuff. I don't know if I shared that, but... Uh, oh, yes, I think it's in the background of one of the videos I did uh, where I talk about being deathly tired. But yeah, on that day, I said we had um, a very nice welcome dinner. And, you know, you could tell right away that uh, the people who came there, which, you know, came from all over the place. Um, you got the desktop dungeon guy, right? Yes, Mark Luck. I Mark did. Luck. He's... He's fantastically uh, friendly and really, really great person, actually. And I forgot to tell you, but you, you should probably kill him and swap places because I'm so jealous about <laughs> desktop dungeons. It's just, ah, it's just so simple and such a great game. And yeah, I'm uh, right now. I'm at a point where I'm really considering just copying his game for the sake of having a game uh, <laughs> with the current prototype. Ah. Such a good game. Yeah, well, um, I was kind of uh, thinking about if we could maybe go to the Amaze down there. Amaze you know? in South Africa? Yeah, yeah, they what? have one too. And huh. because I, you know, obviously these trips are always uh, as nice as they are, they are just terrible to come home from. It's always like leaving family behind. So I'm, of course, already thinking about when and how can I go back. So... Uh, I think the next Amaze is going to be in Cape Town, if I understood that correctly. And, you know, he already offered, he has a spare room. So, you know, <laughs> maybe, maybe you get the chance to. You know? <laughs> so I can suffer through the same <laughs> heartbrokenness after I come back. All right. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a wonderful kind of You got me nearly convinced. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, so really great people from all over the world. You know, this is the, has been the third game mixer, and um, so people from the previous ones uh, were also coming. So we had uh, three guys from Indonesia, uh, three from Brazil, and then of course you know a couple of uh, South African developers and from Sub-Saharan Africa. Um, I think we had someone from uh, Uganda. Um, Nigeria, I believe, and Ethiopia. Hmm. Um, it's crazy. You never hear from, from these countries regarding to games. Yeah, which is Where there's sad. Some, you know, some games you know? Hmm? Did they make like some games uh, you could we could have known? No, I don't think we could have. <laughs> But uh, hopefully we will. You know, I talked to them um, a little bit about uh, the scene and you know they said it was quite new and that they were trying to kind of figure out what what does an african game look like you know mm. and it was it was very interesting um actually i think i'm gonna just link to all these uh games and stuff that we saw during the showcase in the show notes here yeah. yeah. uh, because there's some really really interesting stuff uh in there and so yeah, we met each other and you know, everybody's super friendly as 
as, is, as they always are. Devs are just a lovely bunch of people. And yeah, then we started uh, the next couple of days with um, the game camp, which was sort of a, you know, we pitched some ideas for talks and seminars that we were just, you know, giving for each other, basically. And mm. um, there was some really, really good stuff in there. You know, uh, I already <laughs> immediately, you know, texted you a picture. Um, yeah. There was uh, this guy, Jan von Meppen, who um, gave a talk on uh, funding and how to, you know, how to get funding, how to apply for that, which was so good. I noted everything down and I'm going to, you know, tell you all about it later. <laughs> Perfect. It was, uh, I know that was just crazy. You know, the, he, he gave, in the end, he gave two talks um, because there was such high demand for it. Yeah. And well. it was so much knowledge he shared and he even shared like documents and stuff. Like I can even actually show you his applications and budgets and Oh. And that kind of stuff. That's invaluable shit, man. Yeah, I'm so amazed because uh, people are usually so like protective and precious about that stuff. And he just, you know, gave it out because we're all in the same boat. And so it's so cool. Uh, <laughs> so that was really, really good. And, you know, lots of other uh, things that, you know, ranged through all kinds of topics, like um, why make games at all, for example, you know, kind of a philosophical kind of mm. talk about this, uh, some cultural stuff and, you know, then things about narrative and inclusivity and all kinds of things, you know, kind of just sharing knowledge with each other and sharing ideas and talking. And that was a lot of fun, actually. It was, you know, obviously uh, nature of the thing is that you have uh, multiple talks at the same time. Mm. Yeah, and that's yeah. kind of... That is the, <laughs> it's always kind of sad and you can't split yourself up because there was a lot, a lot of good stuff. And I'm sad about a couple of things that I couldn't see. Um, I gave uh, a little thing, a little talk as well. Um, there was something that, an idea that came to me during another one about the, you know, value of making games. Um, I kind of uh, then suggested something about, you know, gamifying life and how that sort of helped me getting kind of a grip on my depression, kind of getting better. And yeah, I, I think I'm going to write that up. I had a couple of people ask me about it who yeah. missed it and friends online who said they'd be interested in hearing it. And so I think I'm going to do that. I feel like they, they could have like uh, recorded all of the talks and put them yeah, online. Yeah, they didn't. They just, um, you know, recorded snippets to then compile, you know, these kinds of quick videos like we tend to do oh, okay so it's not a full full recording that's uh yeah that's what i was asked about and i said yeah no but i but i guess i can write it up even though it doesn't feel very interesting to me uh well yeah but yeah, right. maybe there's you, interest there you could also like do like a little presentation for youtube i mean if you've got uh, the me. You've, you've done it already me, so me, me, me. Hey, you want to write? I, I guess I get it. <laughs> and it was also more of a kind of workshop thing. You know, people were like, I wasn't just talking at them. We were talking together. They were asking questions and stuff, and that would be missing now. Okay. So I, yeah, I don't know. I'm just gonna write it up. Okay, it's, well, it's better. That's but I'll think good. about it. Cool content to to share. Yeah, I, I, I'll think about it. Yeah. Okay. 
Okay, so yeah, that was good. Then we did an internal showcase. We just showed each other our games, which I was really looking forward to, you know, because uh, talking to each other, we of course heard a little bit and it was like, yeah, but let's not get into it too much. We have the showcase coming up and man, there was some really, really great stuff in there. Uh, do you know um, this game Edge with the cube? Yeah, rolls I've around seen it. it on Steam. I think um, I, I played a game like that uh, on Flash. I think it was a Flash game. It was it seems similar. I haven't played Edge, but um, looks similar. One of my favorite games. There was one that looked like it. I actually thought it, it was the same developers, but uh, <laughs> he's probably sick of hearing that comparison <laughs> because uh, they just you know I think they developed it for a gem or something without knowing that it looked like that and then people were going oh yeah that's edge you know <laughs> you know that's ah. all they hear about and they actually you know try to get away from that and you know because edge is designed in a way that just makes sense you know it's the most basic thing how you can do cubes and stuff and yeah. movement and they kind of you know he said he was quite upset about this because they had to do a movement scheme that is less good but looks different you know <laughs> how is it called um isometric epilepsy and basically the twist about that is is that it's a rhythm game so you have uh pumping electro in the background and you have to kind of navigate no it's not a maze but it's maze like just that there are no walls it's uh you know an abyss you know and you can fall off the edges can't really think of what that's called right now uh, but it changes in the rhythm and you kind of have to navigate these things and go through it and there's traps and all sorts of things and spikes coming up that would destroy you and you have to move through it to the rhythm of a pumping techno beat and <laughs> that was really good and people got really into it um like even uh one of the organizers who you know the person who's in charge of the library there um she was <laughs> she was watching that for hours <laughs> and when someone fell off just right before the goal she was like screaming <laughs> so funny <laughs> yeah as i said i'm gonna link uh, all that stuff because uh, there was some really cool uh, games uh, in there and there was a lot of fun but of course you know uh, i showed the day the laughter stopped and everyone was sad <laughs> again. yeah yeah you know um there was a guy who was uh, talking about us before and you know who had read it and um sent to his girlfriend because she was interested in something we talked a bit about it, and he then came to me you know during these things while i was checking out other games he was like hey man look around look at these people sitting there and their faces kind of going more dead and dead by the second and <laughs> yeah i know it's always kind of it's always kind of weird showing people this game, you know, I, obviously I want to kind of, I want people to see it and, you know, maybe take something away from that. But at the same time, you're kind of, yeah, ruining someone's day, <laughs> if it well, works not for the them. day, but... Yeah, I know, but, uh, yeah, it's... Especially it's for, for occasions like these, I think it's it's just great to, to show that games don't have to be fun all the time. Yeah, sure, sure. It's just, it's just always, you know, the yeah. need to make people happy and then it's the exact opposite. <laughs> yeah. As you know, I was talking to people and, you know, some with were having tears in their eyes. Uh, one was actually crying. It's, you know, 
it's 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 nice that it worked, but it's not nice that you know they're sad now. No. But yeah, the world is terrible. So, oh well. Um, right, we had then uh, a couple of days later a public showcase where then you know lots of people from around town came by and looked at our games and you know, met some really interesting folks who like uh, was how one guy people, was, hmm? how, how many people did come i have no idea like we had two rooms because we were so many and mm -hmm. so i i basically missed what was happening in the more busy showroom with the more flashy games Oh. Um, but there was a lot of coming and going and we were actually then going an hour longer than was planned because there were so many people and I don't know, I, maybe I can ask someone if they have sort of a figure, but right now I have no idea. Um, yeah. but it, but it was a lot of fun and I met a lot of, uh, really great people and that was really good. And yeah. Then, of course, we had the game jam. Um, we had we don't we didn't have one topic. Uh, we had like, or I don't know if the topic was five words, and then the five words given to us was um, sun, neighbors, Ubuntu, connect, escape. <laughs> and yeah, then we just yeah, as always, pitched ideas, got together in small teams, developed something. I actually really like what I made, but this time I'm not gonna share what it is because I think <laughs> I think we can maybe do something fun with that and it's uh, it's good not to spoil anything. So I'm, I'm gonna tell you off the air. <laughs> why, why, why? We have to tell people all the time. No, no. You know. we're teasing. Teasing, <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah, it, it was really good. Um, and we we are such a tease, you know that <laughs> we have to talk more about our games and release more games. Instead, we just tease. Yeah, well, that you know, you have to keep the the mystery alive, some intrigue. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and then it was almost time for it to be over. You know, after the game jam, uh, we had another big dinner and. Lots of drinks and even went dancing. <laughs> I was, you know, I was like um, drunk. I don't, yeah, obviously. And then I was like, now I don't want to go out. We have the flights tomorrow and stuff. And then a couple beers later, uh, I was like, yeah, let's go dancing. And then I got to bed, I think, at 8.30 or something. <laughs> While the checkout was at 11. <laughs> that was not a great day for me. <laughs> It was a fantastic you can sleep on night the plane, so. Uh, but it, so things came full circle because you know on my flight there, it was a pub quiz night, and uh, you know I was like, ah, I don't want to go, I don't want to be you know hung over when I fly <laughs> to South Africa, and but then it was like friends wanted to say goodbye, so I went there and then have, had ten or eleven pints, and I don't know how that happens. I always come with the best intentions and then you know things just go bonkers yeah it's uh it's the fourth beer mm, yeah at least in in my case beer number four is always the beer that puts me over the edge where i'm just fuck it let's drink <laughs> it's uh, that that sounds about right yeah 
So yeah, all in all, really good time. As I said, really sad because it feels like leaving family behind. And yeah, but kind of the other part to this whole thing that I haven't mentioned yet is we also got to see some of the, you know, surroundings there and well, it's it's different down there. Uh, first of all, I do not understand the fuss my friends made because it was really not that bad. <laughs> Nobody died? Nobody died, not even a little bit. It's like, you know, if you have basic common sense, nothing's going to happen to you. So I guess I understand why they felt the need to talk to me. But... Yeah, you did survive <laughs> despite. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, it's it was kind of interesting. Like right from out of the airport going to the hotel, um, you could see lots of houses which, you know, were fenced in with like spikes on top of the fences and barbed wire and stuff and like it's really locked down in a way you know to keep people out which already i don't know feels kind of odd you know to see that yeah um uninviting yeah i mean i i can't really explain what that feeling is it's just you know knowing that there's a big wealth gap and kind of guessing that the rich side of that is maybe a little lighter in color. Um, there's kind of, you know, I have just sort of this, uh, this image of someone, you know, invading someone's home, taking everything they have and then fencing themselves in to keep them out you know, when they struggle to survive. There's, there's something. Sounds you know, like America to me. Yeah, absolutely. But the real kicker was when we went to one of the townships. You know, we had one day off where they offered us some day trips. And so um, I think most of us uh, went to Soveto, which is the southwestern township. And that was really, that was a really interesting um, experience. Uh, it's yeah, it's hard to describe, and I'm I'm really sad that I uh, lost all my pictures. You know, on, on the last day uh, going to the checkout, I slipped because it was raining and fell on my phone, so uh, <laughs> broke it properly. So yeah, I'm gotta gotta see if I can maybe send that in and have the data recovered because uh, I really want those pictures. <laughs> but yeah, so the time. I hope you've learned your lesson about carrying your phone in your back pocket but i'm so used just to a it horrible place to put your phone i don't want to do it differently it's so it's such an easy access and eh, it's, mm. right uh, but yeah the township is you know it's this kind of thing where you have a lot of small shacks and uh, small houses that mm. you know are i think even smaller than my tiny apartment now and um it's kind of so when we got there there was like um like a big uh grassy plain i can't think of the word right now uh you know which had a lot of trash on it and stuff and you know, that kind of thing and yeah. you know you would um, kind of you know sometimes you would walk by 
and someone was sitting with like hundreds and hundreds of glass bottles, smashing them because um, they would get more money for them if they are already in pieces, you know, kind of doing the recycling work. <laughs> oh, it's so sad to, to see these kind of pictures, man. Yeah, but, but the thing is, the township itself, even though, you know, the living conditions aren't and even close to great there was still it was still such a great vibe there you know it was it was like really an attractive vibe even because mm. um i don't know this uh, there was a sense of community you know and uh, pulling together and stuff uh, in the air which was really it was really really nice in a way you know? i guess it's it's like what all the fans of post-apocalyptic settings like <laughs> this yeah this community in uh in the face of a common threat or danger that's mm. uh, the thing i don't want to you know talk too disparagingly about the living conditions because it's almost like you know with what little little they have they do so much that it all almost feels weird to call that bad living conditions you know what i mean yeah even though they are but it's i don't know it's weird but the um, I mean, if you if you're in the alternative circles here in leipzig yeah. you can see so much uh creativity done with uh what others would consider trash it's just amazing and all, all the you often hear it like from africa how creative they are um and I guess it's it's really just the the conditions are really what propels this creativity because they just have these um, these kind of uh, resources and they just use them to the fullest effect they can. Yeah, that's also something I've been kind of thinking about and you know kind of trying to read up and watch some talks and stuff uh, you know because um, there's always at least for me there's always this kind of idea about Africa that you know then they don't have much in terms of resources and they have to make they don't have uh, you know what they need to create a better life for them or something that they're poor because this country doesn't have stuff but uh, you know they have all kinds of resources it's just that you know <laughs> We're taking Corruption. them away, away from them. It's uh, this country is getting, you know, everything that they have is getting extracted, and they're left with nothing. And then we kind of look at them and say, "Oh man, they're so bad off because you know oh, it's just something you can't do. It's anything about it." Blah, 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 yeah. this kind of underdeveloped. Business. Yeah, <laughs> it's not underdeveloped. It's just getting, you know, it's getting pummeled. Oh well, exploited. Yeah, absolutely. It's. Well, there's a lot of lot of things I'm thinking about right now, and it's all I'm still trying to kind of make sense of all of this and learn more. I absolutely, that's that's also one of the things that I'm really kind of sad about that I didn't get to see more of this because I feel like this didn't even scratch. I mean, I know this didn't scratch the surface even. So there's a lot more mm. to be to be learned and to be seen, and because really. Um, what really got me was uh, the history, you know, and it's not even like that I don't know these things, but it's so different to stand there and to hear it from right. them. And it's just, you know, during this tour, we would stop every, you know, um, 
every few hundred meters and then the guide would tell us um, a little bit about what was going on here or in the township in general, how it came to be and the horrible things, you know, that were done to them. And I was like, as we went on, you know, more and more, I was uh, I was basically fighting with tears every time we stopped and she told us about the history, you know, uh, because that is some horrifying shit. And, and as I said, oh. it's not exactly news that <laughs> racism exists and horrible things were done to people, but this is just, it's its a different kind of real when you're standing there, I guess. Hmm. And, and, and the worst thing uh, was then at the memorial for the student uprising. It's like, I, I don't even want to get into it because I don't think I can explain it properly. So just, just look that up, student uprising. What they did, it's... South Africa. I think there were more than one student uprising. But... Yeah, with, with, you know, cops shooting kids down and stuff. And it's like, what, the, what in the fuck even? It's so dis discouraging to, to realize that this kind of... I don't even have a word for it. Horrible behavior. <laughs> is not only possible but not even you know it's still happening yeah it, it's not over it's, i mean i was i was honestly surprised that apartheid ended in 94. <laughs> i did i did not know that it was so recent i thought it was in the 70s or something like 94 that's that's a couple of years ago <laughs> well it's uh <laughs> You you have I gotten was in a school bit older already. now. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I wasn't aware yeah. of that that I was living in a world with apartheid. <laughs> well, it's not really over yet, so <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's officially over. Um, but yeah. the that the official thing that that was something that was going on and that was still being discussed if that should end or not. And I know it's that's so crazy. It is, and yeah, and it's I don't know, it's. I don't have the words for any of this, uh, but you know why I don't need to. You know, it's uh, I just need to listen and learn more, which I'm definitely gonna do because I do not, I do not want to just forget what I saw and learned and just go back to you know this and not yeah. So I'm I'm trying to work something out, but. Uh, yeah, okay, this is getting <laughs> a little bit confused. Yes, it is it's a, it's a very, very, very big and heavy thing, and it's hard to put into words. And oh. I don't know. But yeah, it was definitely a fantastically educational trip. And yeah, I just got to see what I make of this moving forward. So yeah, that was basically my experience there. And yeah, that sounds yeah. It was a really good, very time, in a way. impressive. It was a know? really good and a really sad time. <laughs> That's the thing. There's a, there's kind of a, this duality to everything, you know, because I kind of I know what you know my friends and stuff meant when they said that uh, Joburg was kind of a terrible, ugly city, but at the same time, it was also really, really beautiful. 
it was a really beautiful city actually which just you know but also really sad and hmm. uh, there's this duality to a lot of things there i feel which makes it kind of really intriguing in a way you know it's i don't, don't want to sound callous or something but there's uh there's something intoxicating about how it feels there i guess oh, yeah so good trip was had i hope they're gonna do a game mixer next year and i hope i get to get to go again you know seeing that people from the previous ones are joining in uh gives me some hope that maybe maybe i get to do something like this again and learn more about another culture and stuff uh because that's just that's just i don't even know what to call it it's just really 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 valuable experiences well i'm sure that won't be the last Let's hope so. travel and game creation thingy you will attend yeah one can hope yeah hopefully uh have you watched the last uh jimquisition which is uh, not yet post direct steam is shittier than ever <laughs> well yeah and it's uh well i think it ties in in what we could call it's tough to be an indie segment of our uh, podcast <laughs> where i lament man i gotta say i'm kind of getting tired again of you know making the barest amount to keep uh, paying rent mm. and it's well, it doesn't look like it's getting a lot better to be honest um, in, um, in the last year I think Steam uh, changed their uh, green light to post uh, to uh, Steam Direct yeah which meant there is no more community um, voting to uh, limit which games can get on Steam and which can't. Yeah. And they started just, um, just, I think they, they just take $100 and you can get your Steam game online. Yeah. If I recall correctly. Yeah, you just pay to be on the platform basically. Yeah. Um, and well, who would have thought that this will not? <laughs> Who to thunk it? <laughs> yeah, it's um, uh, as Jim talks about in his video. Um, there was a tweet by Daniel Ahmed uh, who looked at the Steam chart and he found that as of early November there, and the year isn't even over. There have been already more than six thousand games released this year. Mm. and that that's like almost as many games as they were released 2005 to 2015 6000 games i mean <laughs> it's i don't know it's like we are always too late <laughs> no no we're trying to go on steam and um yeah it seems like the worst time to do exactly that uh, yeah maybe but I don't know, it's a lot of shovelware, so it's uh, like what is, what is, uh, what gets you on the front page? What is the, you know, algorithm behind that? I uh, don't know exactly, but 
I know they they changed it. Uh, Jim was also talking about that, mm. and uh, it didn't really make it any better. Mm, okay. To yeah, say the least. So yeah, that that's a huge problem, especially for like practically unknown indies like us who don't have a huge following. We will just get buried under all that shovelware. Yeah, that means we can't rely on Steam itself to, you know, bring in the people. I guess we oh, have to yeah. figure out some better marketing. And yeah, I feel like going to things like this, you know, and that's why I'm also kind of want to go to Amazon stuff is, uh, I think that way, you know, interacting with people, actually. I think that's that seems to me like a good way to, you know, get some build an audience and stuff i think if you're just hiding online and among the billions of other people who do that uh i think you're gonna get lost but if you actually go somewhere and actually talk to people maybe that's that's a way to do it you know get out there take part actively in the industry that's true that's definitely uh one thing we we have to do then we don't need steam you know to bring in the people then they can just get it from there because it's convenient right yeah well, if they if they know us and look for our games, that would be ideal and would like solve all the the problem. But it's still, we we need so many players to buy our game to make the money we uh, need for the time we we keep putting in our games. Mm. It's just crazy. It and, is. Yeah. I also, I also doubting again that that our wizard uh, <laughs> though it's it's like oh, our best ip i guess it and is. It's our, don't start doubting again <laughs> yeah but it's well it's an indie what? roguelike mm. with steam pixel uh with pixel yeah, graphics that's, so that's, that's not that's not the deciding thing i mean what is this talk what would our one fan say <laughs> <laughs> yeah i guess uh, that's his jam but it's hard to to have like a what's the unique selling point what's what it's the puzzling getting us and a super cute story and that's true you know i mean we don't have to like uh stick with the pixel thingy you know we could we could um now that i have learned how funding works we could give that a shot you know maybe get uh, get funding for the wizard and then maybe give it you know a yeah, visual it's not, not only the pixel part uh i've just looked up uh, fiddle's rescue um, which was also a very um it's a very cute game it's pixely it's a puzzle dungeon crawler uh very nice looking for a pixel game i must say mm-hmm. and I think it sold about 6,000 copies max at um, $9 price tag. Over what time? Um, oof, I don't know. Last, I don't know, couple of months. Shouldn't, be, she older, shouldn't be older than a lot of months. <clears throat> But that sounds actually pretty good to me, I must say. Yeah, it's... Uh, I mean, that's like, what, like 50,000 bucks? I would like to have that kind of money. 
well, it's not 50,000, obviously. It's, uh, let's say it was $10, they sold all, yeah, let's say it's, it's 50,000, but then you, you take the 30% cut of Steam, which is 4,500, no, 3,500. 3, and then you have to think about how long it will take us to make that game um, so I mean it, for, for, a, for a reasonable hourly wage let's say we shouldn't take more than two months sure but still that those about 40,000 that come out of it that would be a lot more than we have now so it's still you know still good <laughs> yeah I, I I'm not I'm not that pessimistic about Wizard and the whole situation because it can only get better and this is an IP that's proven and of course we can get into something new which you know obviously will have uh, will always have a lot more time required than we think it's gonna have. Well, that's always the case. In, yeah, I mean this is a known wizard. quantity. We already know that people enjoyed it and. Let's just do it. We've been sitting on that for so long. It's, let's just get it out of the way and then we can try something else. <laughs> yeah, well, I get that logic, but I just feel like, especially the, the dungeon crawler or roguelike genre, which this doesn't really fit in, but kind of does. It's just so overcrowded with indies. Um, yeah, it's true. Yeah. And I have so many ideas, but it's always the same. I th I think yeah. I, uh, so. Then let's use the one that is all had, has already proven itself in a way. I guess. I guess. I mean, <laughs> I'm always like um, fluctuating between feeling hopeless about <laughs> how much money we can expect to make because yeah. we just misjudged how much money we we will get uh, every project we had, mm. uh, and only one project turned out to make like lots of money which was your uh, which was the price money for mm, the day right. loft stuff that we didn't expect any money at all yeah maybe that's the key maybe we need to stop <laughs> trying to make money <laughs> well we have we have we ever tried to make money let's be honest <laughs> i just i just love making games that's the the other part I fluctuate to it's frustration about n not having any money you know like struggling mm -hmm. to make rent and just loving loving the work that I actually do I love just hacking away on, on this kind of small game or these kind of small games especially with the the pixel look I just feel like there is nowhere to go with this you know I love doing it, but it feels like I, it feels like a dead end for an indie developer. But still, if you love it, do you love it enough that you're okay with things staying the way they are? Right now, yeah, but I've got a feeling it won't stay like this forever. It can't. Well, but then you, know? you can still enjoy the way it is, because I do. I'm I'm happy actually. So I'm. Everything else is icing on the cake, basically. <laughs> well, really, I mean... Yeah, sort of. I yeah. mean, obviously, I would ideally like to, you know, be able to live comfortably, you know, 
make rent on my own and all that stuff but that's the point i feel like we we should make enough money to you know pay rent and at least yeah, we you know, should but we don't have to so it's kind of it's kind of okay we get to do stuff we like doing and uh i'm kind yeah that's the thing i feel like i'm living the dream already so it's uh so it's all good for me hmm. and but yeah as i said we can actually you know we try to make it on our own and maybe that's just um one attempt that right now doesn't really work for us because it requires a lot of uh um, a lot of people to know about us and all that stuff but maybe we could give uh funding a shot you know applying for stuff and trying to get money to make the game because then we don't have to worry so much about it making it back that would be perfect even just it's not even about making it back you know i i kind of feel that if we were in this situation where we could just focus 100 percent on our games and you know had like a little bit of spare money to pay an artist again to to mm. improve our graphics or anything like this that we yeah. could you know um that we could make it it's just that we currently we're struggling to to get by um, and have neither enough time to to put out like product after product i feel like we could make you know every year at least one game mm. If we had like this 100% focus, and I think that we could, um, um, you know, step by step get more famous and get more money, but currently due to having to do contract work and all that stuff, we are very much hindered by this lack of funds. So yeah, I'm I'm all for funding. Let's let's try that. I feel like we we have enough quality content to show to demonstrate that we are capable of making good games and just need a little help yeah paying rent and I, mean, food. I feel like we have actually a lot of projects to try for different things like i mean i feel like i mean we have a, a really good prototype basically for the wizard yeah. So we can try for uh, you know a publisher for us to to pay to turn it into a real game, right? That they kind of pay the development and then you know I think how it works is once you once they get back what they invested, that's one type of funding anyway, then we split the shares or something. That would something we can try. We have a number yeah. of um, you know I've obviously jammed a lot in the past year and a lot of uh, serious games came out of that which we could basically also apply for like um, public funding, you know, where it's more about cultural value and stuff. Um, so this, I think we have a number of things we can try. And I think if we hustle a bit, maybe one of them works out. You know, that's the thing. We It's probably going to be a, a, another process where we have to try a lot and work a lot. Another lot of it is going to pay off. Um, but eventually one thing will work. And... I think we have a lot of things to try with to, you know, get there faster. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, we'll see. I mean, I really, really want to make the wizard, I really want to make uh, like another dungeon crawler with a party. Mm. Like, uh, that, that's what I'm currently more or less prototyping to. 
like on the way to the wizard prototype yeah and i'm also i'm really um keen on making like a dungeon keeper style game mm. also i just also with the pixel graphics i just loved oryx uh sprites <laughs> and i this could be you know uh could be a disadvantage could be an advantage um at least uh, it's good for prototyping but yeah it is but i think that's exactly the thing that would need to go first because everybody loves them so everybody has them <laughs> yeah it's always like ah cool but why are you using the sprites uh, from the <laughs> mad god or man you stole the sprites from this other game <laughs> yeah it's tiring it's it's confusing for people i believe yeah What's nice, on the other hand, when people write us saying, hey, they stole your sprites. Yeah, that, that's, that's <laughs> Instead cool. of, fuck you, you stole them from the whatever of Togal or what that is called. Yeah. What was that game? Good question. Let's, let's look it up. Okay, it's the Depths of Tolagal. Tolagal, right, right. Depths of Tolagal. It's a nice little, nice little roguelike. I really enjoyed it. And it's got the cool Oryx sprites. Yeah. The guy who made it was pretty awesome as well. We had a, a little... I did a, some testing for it when he developed it. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. That's a cool guy. Nice. But I doubt he made any money from it. Oh, well. Let's check it out on Steam Spy. <laughs> yeah, this is this is A plus podcasting. Us googling stuff. <laughs> well, if you don't want to Google yourself, you can listen to us googling for you. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a service we're providing for you. Well, it's kind of the life of an indie dev. <laughs> exactly. Googling, looking for. Yeah, he uh, sold about. Three to four thousand units for three dollar each or two fifty. Uh, well, yeah, I see. Like... I see how that doesn't sound great, but at the same time, it's so much more than we are making right now with our games. That I'm, you know, this is something I'm looking forward to. <laughs> That's true. Matthew Jennings was the name. Ah, All right. Yeah. So yeah, we'll play, play around with some stuff. We'll try some things. And I also, like I really, uh, as I said earlier, I really would like to, you know, go to more conf conferences, maybe see about if we can get into giving talks and stuff, like just being an active part of the mm. development community. And I think because that, aside from it being really fun and meeting a lot of great people, you obviously make uh, some really valuable connections and you know that's also i think how people hear about you so sure yeah but i, I just don't feel like we are at a place where we can give much advice to anyone <laughs> i guess you have like your your special niche with the, the day but um yeah still, a little bit more i think there's still value in it i mean we are I'm pretty sure there's lots of people who are less successful than us. Yeah, sure. I mean, we are surviving for four years. Exactly. We're, we're doing something. And I think, I mean, we don't need to, you know, tell people 
to do the things we do. You know, we can talk about stuff in general because I do think that we have uh, some perspectives and ideas on certain things that are, you know, valuable outside of how we run Hypnotic Owl, you know, like general yeah. stuff, design stuff, uh, narrative stuff. I think we're still... There's still something of value we can probably share. I mean, I know what you mean. I always feel like what I have to say is stupid and interesting to no one, but, you know. <laughs> then people ask me to write it up even, so it's maybe it's maybe there's some value to it, you know. I'm, I'm just no. doing it because they asked me. I don't feel like there is, but in the end it might be, so why not try? Yeah. Well, I want to put more time in our in our projects and I want to be more open about it, post more more uh, progress updates. But, well, obviously I can't, you know, as long as I don't have uh, enough time to put into the project to get the progress to talk about it. So, <laughs> Yeah, well, but you know, uh, there's another thing uh, that reminds me of. Have you heard of Stugen? No. It is... Let me Google that. No, <laughs> tell, tell me about it. Um, that's that's a thing in. Where is it actually? Is it in Norway? It's somewhere up there, and it's an. I think you call this an incubator. Um, you can apply for this with a project, and it's basically you have to pay your flights there, but then you get to stay at a cabin uh, for two months with a group of other people. I think from pictures I've seen, it looks like it's about 20, 30 developers who are all working on their projects. And you're kind of living together and working uh, together on your stuff. And you kind of share how you're go how's, how's it going and you can help each other out and give advice and stuff. And, you know, um, a couple of the guys uh, I met there have done this. And uh, Mark Luck, um, the guy from Desktop Dungeons, he went down as well and he said it was a life-changing experience oh wow and yeah maybe maybe that is something we can try for as well you know it's a good idea yeah i mean i guess we could do it at home as well just you know now yeah, it's schedule the time yeah but it's, get it's, together it's, it's, it's different because um you know you're taken care of you don't need to make money because you have you're, you're taken care of for two months you're around people who are doing the same thing Right, mm. just being in that space with a bunch of other people who are also doing the same thing you're doing—it's just a fantastic thing. Yeah, you know, that's I um, can imagine. So maybe that's something creative we, we should look into. This. Buzzing all around—it yeah. sounds very enticing. Yeah, and you get to talk, you know, with other devs about their progress, and then you have an idea for, you know, how to solve a problem, and they have one for you, and it's, you know, I think this kind of community thing—we are—we are such recluses, you know, such yeah, hermits. True. <laughs> we need to get out there and into the community, and I think then stuff also f starts to feel better. I mean, maybe that's why I'm so positive because I've been around so many great people recently, and you need to get there as well too. <laughs> well, you're usually positive when I'm negative and the other way around. Yeah, maybe That's how we survived until now. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe you're you're seeing it more negatively because you're alone with your depressing thoughts. <laughs> that's probably that's probably not not completely wrong. So yeah, let's just that's get out there and do our thing and try new things. I, I've come back with a lot of ideas, so we're gonna have probably a long meeting on that. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Um, 
But yeah. Yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm never quite um, as gloomy as I as a sound I imagine, because I feel like I just have to live through these uh, down periods as well. It's just a part of, I guess, a part of life, or especially a part of being indie dev. Yeah. You just, you know, you're frustrated, you're unhappy, and then you use this this energy to get out of there and change it up to find a solution and well sounds like you have a few possible solutions up your sleeve now so yeah who knows yeah so i think i think it's gonna be fine and it's gonna be really interesting as well i'm seeing seeing a more fun future for us <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right do we have anything else because I think um, we've been going for a long time, so we should maybe think about wrapping it up. Yeah, why not? It seems like the best place to wrap it up. Yeah, on a positive note for once. Well, kind of positive, but yeah, positive. Well, I've, I positive. felt it was positive. It's better than goodbye, I'm gonna die, or <laughs> indie life sucks, we can't live. <laughs> so yeah. <it's laughs> It's in life sucks. We can maybe live in the future with a few. No, I feel like it's more like things are gonna be gonna pick up. It's gonna be good. That's all right. Yeah. Then let's leave it at that. Yes. So, if you want to hear about all those wonderful things that are going to happen to us, please follow us on yes. Facebook, for example, at Hypnotic Owl or Twitter, which is Hypnotic Owl UG. Or even YouTube and Instagram, which is Hypnotic Owl Games. And of course, you can also play our games on hypnoticowl.com. Most of them are free, playable in browser. And yeah, Hackenstein, where can people follow you for more depressing stories? Depressing? Yeah, well, I don't tweet <laughs> so much depressing stories. I keep the good stuff for the podcast, obviously. <laughs> That's a smart move. But you can get all my game updates. Hopefully, they will be more and more. Also, cool short movies and things I find online at J Hackenstein. That's very true. And where can people follow you? Me? Well, they can follow me on Twitter at L Crabman. That's E L Crabman. And I'm about to crack the 200 followers, so help me out wow, there, guys. nice. <laughs> I think I'm going to unfollow you, so it's a bit What? Hard. <laughs> 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 All right. So, this was a lot of fun. Yes, as always. I hope you thought so as well. And then we'll see you again in two weeks. That's getting awfully close to Christmas, I think. So. Christmas podcast. But yeah, we have some time left. Uh, okay. Then we'll see you then. Have a good time. Thanks for listening. Remember to be a good person. And Goodbye. We'll see Bye. See ya.